I'm Dr. Jun. I'm Dr. Isabel. Today we have an incredible guest. Her name is Nancy Tang. She is a systematic wellness coach with over 40 years of experience in allopathic and naturopathic and energy medicine. So she's a certified international brain sporting trainer, consultant, as well as a medical constellation facilitator. So Nancy helps uh, people shift from being victim of uh, health circumstances to become empowered participants of wellness. That's uh, amazing. Through my through her signature coaching program, and she called Life by Your Design. So please welcome the Nancy Town. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Such an honor, Dr. Isabel and Dr. June. Thank, Thank you, you, Nancy. Thank you so much. So can you explain a little bit, how did you move from naturopathic, allopathic medicine, and now into more uh, just being for concentrating in the brain and how the mind and um, the body works? All I can say, instead of life by your design, is probably life by God's design or universe design. I think that's what you two are uh, very involved in, that accessing the quantum field. When I was going through it, I had no idea what I was going through. It just felt like one hurdle after another, one challenges after another. Um, but, you know, all those challenges are catalysts for transformation. And they are the fuel that feeds our soul in so many different levels. And so the progression from purely traditional Western medicine uh, to a point where my own anxiety, my own menopausal uh, disability and physical health put me at a place where um, no allopathic could really help me. So that's, you know how we are very, uh, we're very stuck in our own pattern. So unless we're really hit against the wall, there's no way to go further than we turn around and look for options. And I'm no different. So I um, started looking into very reluctantly this woo-woo medicine, um, naturopathic medicine. So I was first a client and then I became a uh I became one of the members in the clinic. Um, and that was where a lot of things happened. Uh, so I'm a late bloomer. Um, I didn't start very young. My whole passion was really raising my daughters and, and learning a new culture where I didn't grow up in. I, I was born and raised in Asia, in Taiwan. So at the time it felt like my life was put on a pause, I've learned everything new. Um, but now when I look at it, it's so enriching. Without that, I wouldn't have this global mindedness um, because living in the East and um, also living in the West gave me that rich uh, perspectives. So after working in the naturopathic clinic, learning so much about what um, med uh, Western medicines um, are not really geared to looking, even though I am, have a lot of respect for Western medicine. Um, what they do for contribution to the humanity is just as powerful as um, the um, 
naturopathic or a traditional medicine. Uh, it's just a different way of looking things. There's some, I think some things are better treated with one part and that is, but, but they are both, they're really, they're piece in the same part. You know, it's just different way of accessing. So from there, I got in touch with um, um, something called a family system constellation. Again, it's for my own personal need of really wanting to um, a word of it is to shake off the uh, system burden that that's been on the family system. Um, and I don't know how I was just being part of it and just like in the river, I don't know how to be other than that. So with family system constellation, I started learning about the energies of the family system, which is um, very powerful. It affects every one of us in a very unconscious way. So it's in the reptilian, the mammalian brain. And from there, I was exposed to brain spotting, which is really utilizing all that I have learned into a neurological repatterning in the lower part of the brain instead of thinking through the neocortex. Um, and how it is done is, um, and that change has made a tremendous difference. And then later I'll be talking about uh, how brain spotting works. But I just thought if there's anything else that you want me to say before we go into that, I'll be happy to. Yeah, no, it's it's very interesting. So basically, because the majority of people, including ourselves, we are always thinking. So use, using more our mind, not our intuition, and that is that subconscious mind. Will you brain spotting? Do you access the subconscious mind? Overly, instantaneously, spontaneously, organically. Very I'll give you a, a quick um, experiential, if you like. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and our listeners will love that. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, maybe I'll do a bit of um, neocortical um, cognitive um, introduction first yeah. so that the neocortex is on board. I got this brain model here, and this is a life-size brain, which is, when we look at it, it's pretty big. And then this is the cross-section of the brain. And then if I put it right against my head, this is really where my, right inside my skull, this is what's happening here. This is the structure. And this is the uh, brain stem that goes down to the spinal cord. And so I wonder if you can see uh, where my eyes are located. Yes. It's right here, right? This is the frontal cortex, the right here behind the, my forehead. So if I turn around like this, my eyes will be sitting right there. And look at the structure of the brain. This is the brain stem, the reptilian brain, where the how the neural uh, tube started. And then gradually the mammals came and then we have this limbic system. And the reptilian and mammalian brains were called a subcortex. And humanity, because we're so smart, 
we invent things, we can, we're logical. And so this is developing really extensively. Look at all the foes that uh, humans have. However, we are also, we started here. So just like all trauma, we say, the trauma we're experiencing has trauma before and before and before, all the way to childhood, preverbal, um, intrauterine, and generational. So where are those things then? They are kept over here. So in the subcortex here. So look at the eye position being so close. It's like a direct contact into all this area. And if I open it up, this is a very well-protected part of the brain. And with brain spotting, we're able to access this part of the brain just through eye positions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is amazing. That's incredible. That makes total sense. And a lot of the things that what we see impact us and it stays in our subconscious. Totally. Absolutely. And that our eyes, um, our brain has, 50% of the brain has that this visual cells. Because this is where, how we protect ourselves. This is where our survival instinct comes. If there's a loud voice there, the first thing we go is that. So that is a reflex. And brain spotting utilizes that reflex. And we, don't, we can di um, dissect the brain but we can, through the reflex of the eyes, access the brain deeply inside. So we harness um, that power um, and then utilize it in healing uh, clients, our, ourselves first, always ourselves first, right? And then when we increase that capacity and then um, we exude that capacity in our energy field, and then, you know, people, person to person is where it really is one. I think you two are very versed in that field. Yes. You want to understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. We're all connected. We're all one. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. So let's go to an experiential. Um, Maybe I'll do, give you an expression. You see how my eye, as I'm thinking about experiential, where my eyes went right away, it's like I'm accessing part of the brain that want that I want to have that information. So gaze spotting, right? Like NLP, correct? Like neuro linguistic programming and how we see the different patterns that people have. Mm. Are they lying? If they're lying, they're looking at a different area than when they're telling the truth. Exactly. Yes. Yes. They know yes. Learn. Okay. Where are they? When I ask you a question, where mm. are you looking? Are you looking <laughs> to the right? Are you looking to the left? Are you looking down? Mm -hmm. Those are key patterns that the eyes follow, depending on what part of the brain we're accessing. Exactly. That's so true. Uh, so for your experience and your audience are experience brain spotting and how the reflex is so fast, it's like milliseconds with the, and um, this part of the brain works 10 times faster than this. So if I say hi to you here, 
If I say hi to you here, I will be saying hi. That's how fast this is, you know. So I, it was a more of a a, a demo. So to the ten times is really a lot more. So maybe come up with um, something concrete. Mm, think about the first time uh, you went on a bicycle ride. Can you can you recall that experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right away, I can see that uh, Isabel went into uh, a, somewhere in her brain because you your eyes shifted. Mm-hmm. So then uh, maybe another um, example. Um, think about the uh, first time um, you took the airplane. Yes. Yeah, okay. So I can see more obvious from Dr. Isabel's eyes right away. And and uh, Dr. Jim is a little bit different, but everybody's brain works differently. It doesn't mean that um, it's uh, good or bad. It's just different. Um, so we utilize this response for healing trauma and also for expansion. Um, I had a lot of performance anxiety. I wouldn't be talking to you like this. I would be preparing my script like a month from, uh, beforehand and memorize it because that fear and that fear is uh, came from I um, came from really a lot of childhood trauma of having to perform, having to take tests not meeting expectations. So those had to be get, get out of the way in order to become the way I am. I can just, and you too, you can talk um, and be yourself in front of the uh, camera. So taking care of the trauma as a way to expansion. So our brain can take us there as well. Um, I was going to say something about using this as a way. Again, I went there. It's a different way because I thought about (laughs) um, how to help people um, with trauma. And what is trauma? Let's define that first. Trauma is not about um, only about war, only about serious accidents. Trauma means that anything that you feel like your nervous system cannot handle. It's overwhelming, uh, too much for the, your nervous system to handle at that time. So that, so in that sense, um, it can be um, uh, being bullied at school for children or not for teenagers, not look good enough, the hair is not long enough, curly enough, whatever that teenagers you know, are stuck in. Or it can be as serious as that, um, um, or a car accident. And then ever since then, they can't not drive anymore because it's stuck in here, right? Um, so it, the, uh, the range can be very small. You can still love, you can still function to a point where you cannot function anymore, cannot drive or mm, things like that. Um, 
So I'm going to stop talking and let you interject a little bit. So then you were saying, so what we just think about something, let's say there is a trauma, Mm -hmm. right? So then we'll just think about something. So what would you do for as a therapy to heal this person that has a trauma, that mm-hmm. had something traumatic in their childhood? Yes. So just kind of bring themselves to that moment and think about it. So their eyes go to one area. So mm-hmm. what the next steps? Very good. I mean, uh, just transforming and then healing. That Very good. Um, there are different methods, and I give, I'm going to show you some tools, and then I'm going to give you another experiential. Um, so the tools we have is either just observing where the eye goes reflexively, or we use um, uh, pointers to lock that eye position. And the pointers can be, um, I usually let my client choose, can be this, or it can be a bit more um, pronounced tip, or um, can be this, you know, for expansion. Uh, a client says, I want to expand to this person. I want magic happening. So this magic wand has uh, Tinkerbell on it. Or for children or teenagers, or we do a part, a child part, a full-grown adult in the um, 50s or 60 has a part that's um, uh, very fearful. And then the part chose a bunny or the part would choose um, uh, a frog. So this can be um, uh, like um, we can access um, the parts of us using different props or just this plain um, pointer. Oh, there's another one that's portable, very small. That's what I, when I travel, this is always in my bag because I start doing this on the plane. If there's something that's uh, bothering me, I get onto a brain spot, either gazing or I bring on my pointer and I start processing through. So I don't have to hold it in my brain anymore. Um, talking about physical pain, physical pain is pressure is a pressure that's not you cannot weigh it really on the scale but you can the body knows whatever the brain dissociates from the body takes up on it so that leads to our uh, maybe later on we'll talk about uh, systemic pressure from the family system so anyway um the experience, experiential of using either a gay spot or uh, a pointer with is the same principle. In brain spotting, we say where you look affects how you feel. So let, let's start with this. Think about something that is uh, somewhat bothersome to you. In the body. In the body, it can be in the body, can be a relationship, can be a professional, can be anything. Just something that's really right in front of you, you've been thinking for a long time. Um, um, And then you notice how your body feels as you think about that. Mm -hmm. And you think also feel how activated you are, how stressed or... um, mm, Stress or distressed about it. You can give it a level from zero to 10. 
So have you got it? Have you got that issue? Okay. So now I'm going to invite you to look into the right side of your room. Just take your look there. Yeah. And notice how that issue feels to you and your body. Just sit with that issue for a little while. And then gradually bring your eyesight right in front, straight in front of you. And notice how you feel about that issue. And if you're going to rate it, what that rating would be. And then you can bring it, your eyes to the opposite side of your room. Yeah. And again, assess how that issue is impacting you. How is it different? Okay. So could you just share a little bit about your experience? So when I was looking at the right, it was probably about a six. Mm -hmm. And it was, so I felt it on my chest. When I was looking in front of me, it was maybe a two, it wasn't as intense and I didn't have any body feeling or sensation. When I was looking on the left, it was more intense, kind of like my chest was contracting. It was kind of like an eight. Wow. Mm. Huge difference. So mine was the, I think when you're looking at like about five, went to the right, went down to three, and then went to left, went up to seven. So the left was more intense. Both of you are left more intense. Yeah, yeah. Just imagine, uh, Dr. Jun, you do ART, the muscle testing, utilizing eye position, very precise eye position. You're accessing that part of the brain that associates mm -hmm. with the issue that you are muscle testing for. How powerful that would be and how precise that would be for, mm -hmm. for the remedies that you're choosing to, to, to prescribe. I was just thinking about that today. I thought, wow. That will be precision plus and plus. Simplifies <laughs> the you know the technique, right? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. So this um, tagline that embrace body where you look affects how you feel gives us the entryway to the subcortex, and because our body feels so differently with the different directions, we can utilize it. I can say to Dr. Isabel, well, let's process that issue that you're talking about. And maybe you like to choose uh, either your right or the middle or the left. And for some people who are really says, I just want to get to it. And they will probably choose the left. But others like maybe, oh, I'm so scared. I don't know what kind of worms I'm going to be open up. Then you give them that choice to be in the middle. We can even be even more precise to the point we go, we find that exact spot. They can say, oh, right there, right there, right there. So this brain spot, when I hold this pointer for the client, 
as the client's processing, it's like I'm holding that trauma file for him or for her. And that trauma file just connects to the brain and then you start working and working, working. And then it then can start releasing. So any trauma work to be effective has to have a has to be a bottom-up approach. Has to process here, come up here, says, oh, the neocortex says, oh, no wonder I've been feeling this or that. I can understand now because when I was younger, I had to do this and that, and then now it's, I'm still carrying that. I now I realize it. Then then it evaporates, comes out. Whereas sometimes a talk therapy, we talk, 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 and talk, 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 but it doesn't get down here, and then we can talk again, 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 and then for ten years, decades, lifetime, and it's still not really released because the connection. It has to have some kind of connection. If there is a connection, what people still heal really from psychotherapy, from and a psycho, uh, and a analysis, from uh, talk therapy, most of it comes from relational, uh, the part, you know, I trust you. I trust you being my doctor. I trust you that you can help me. That trust brings a hope. It's that relational part that does the healing. And brain spotting as that aspect of the relationship together with the neurobiological. So, um, so it's like stacking up one after another. Then that healing becomes much more sustained and deeper um, and um, and then later on becomes spiritual. Because healing is nothing but a spiritual experience. Mm. Well, so that's that's in, uh, so basically you are helping the patient become conscious of that subconscious trauma. Yes. And then, so what happens when you when you when, for example, if somebody wants to, okay, I want to attach to this more aggr- <clears throat> aggressive feeling or more. Yes the higher range of the emotion, then what do you do when they're there? Or what do they have to do to be able to clear and then just kind of evolve evolve from that uh, trauma? Okay, so you just mentioned about two aspects, how to do to um, evolve from the trauma into something higher, um, more expansive, create possibilities. Um, um, I think oftentimes we think in, um, we think in uh, opposites, in extremes, um, trauma and expansion and possibility, but they are actually always like this, right? They're, they're, not, the, they're not separate. Uh, however, we can separate them in the brain spotting process is start to find expansive brain spot. The brain spot that you will, I just did that yesterday for someone who's been on the path for a long, long time. And then I connect her with herself five years from now. And she already know what she wants to be. And I do too, you know. 
and you do too, every one of us, um, have that vision of who we want to be. Usually it's being very confident, um, want to be authentic, and want to have um, also a bit calm. There's a, most people are very anxious these days. I'm no exception. So want to have that sense of regulation, nervous regu- nervous system regulation, want to have good relationship, want to have a, a good profession where they feel satisfied in, and uh, that spiritual connection. So this life is feel very fulfilling. Everybody wants that, but they use different languages. So perhaps Dr. Isabel and Dr. June, think about who you are striving to, um, to be. And just in your own way, choose a few adjectives. And then visualize yourself being there already. Just go right ahead. And just notice, just allow yourself to go. Just truly visualize. You, you can, your eyes naturally want to go somewhere to see that vision of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. And I'm going to ask you to process from there on. I notice how your body's feeling. And notice that you in five years. What is it that you see in her and in him? And notice how your body feels as you're in touch with that part of you. Yeah. That expansion of the heart, right? Yeah, yeah. Anything else that you want to say of that experience for you? I love my future. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's that um, that image that comes through becomes a blueprint. Because we can, with a blue, like the sun, is always there. But you know, we we can our pathway can be so winding and so unpredictable. But we know that sun is like the lighthouse; it gives us that direction. So that image serves that direction in our brain. So any time that you want to recall that image, just put your eyes on that spot, because that image already downloaded into your field so you can close your eyes be there or open your eyes um, and gaze at that particular spot and then more and more and more will come through so that leads us to um, neuroplasticity because all this is about making changes of the neuronal networks in our brain we're not firing the same as before I'm not good enough. I can never achieve what I wanted to. Or somebody's blocking my way. If he or she does that, allow me this or that, I would be a different person. So that neuroplasticity is through working with the subcortical part of the brain. Yeah. 
And with that, what happens is neurogenesis. Our brain start to, uh, our bodies start to relax. Then the cortisol is not released so much anymore. And the cerebellum and the hypothalamus can start regenerating cells instead of from the shrinking state, become bigger and bigger and more alive for us. So many beautiful, wonderful things are happening inside of us, around us, and and all over, all over us. Because uh, you two are uh, game changers. You're transformers. So whatever you do, you it ripples out, and that's I know that's your purpose. And there's nothing maybe more important than that. So you find your way, and then you know I find and there's no there's no separate ways really. We're all the same, even with brain spotting, EMDR, NLP, and uh, internal uh, family system. They're all, all all really the same, just having different lenses looking into one big picture. Um, yeah. Well said, isn't it? Just the, how you access that, you know, maybe certain access point is more resonant yes. for some, uh, people, right? And then yes. other access is better. So yes. we all have to expand awareness of this, or existing of this technique. And it, it keep improving. You know, this is so amazing what you have. Could you tell us about what type of uh, uh, the symptoms or the you know, uh, issues that people have many major challenges they have to come see you or somebody who does the brain spotting? practice yeah i um i think both of you are very versed in the healing profession so you know that um what we offer is not just one modality it's all our experiences so i do use brain spotting but it's integrated into many other modalities that i've learned and especially the um, personal experience so um People who come to me are usually the ones who want to make changes in their lives um, and want to feel um, more themselves. And they want to dissolve barriers for uh, moving forward. And some come for um, physical um, challenges, more on the physical level. But we all know it's all connected physical, emotional, psychological, everything, energetics, all really part of the whole. Um, but I think each one of us have a kind of an uh, opening for people to come in. So I do a lot of family systems that they feel trapped in, but yet they, uh, they feel um, they need to belong. Like we're, we belong to a family system regardless you like it or not. <laughs> we're born, right? We're born into a certain continent, born to a certain race, born to a certain sex, born to a family. And the family system is where we grew and where we um, learn from and where we um, get our resources from and also our biggest challenges. So what do you do with that? <laughs> I, th <laughs> I think this feels like a lesson that's given by the universe because each one of us 
could not have survived or even been in existence without being in a family system. But why is it such, such a huge trauma or burden for many people? Um, perhaps, this is just my thinking, it is a school, earthly school, to learn deeper lessons such as um, detachment, such as boundaries, such as patience, such as love, the love in a way that's um, more mature rather than uh, childlike, because we all want a parent that's different from what we have right now. We want a parent this and that, loving, kind, give, uh, um, have no previous traumas, always there for us, unconditional, <laughs> feed us, health us, and everything. But, um, but oftentimes we deal with the child part of the parents. Mm -hmm. They do, they've already done their best, neocortically. Yeah, they've, they've done their best. We know that. But subcortically, there's always a child in us wanting more from our parents. And we're dealing with the child part in us, and we're dealing with the child part in our parents. So either side is not good enough. That is so true. And we, what, what I have studied with dental decoding, when we start decoding what the messages that the teeth have, a lot of it is transgenerational. It comes, is imprinted in our DNA, these traumas from, from the family, from our ancestors. So it makes sense of what you're talking about. We need to, we don't have only our baggage. We have also the baggage of our mm -hmm. parents, our That's ancestors. Great. So then you help people transform and just be okay with the family that they belong to. Um, have you, do you have any, like a story that you can talk to us or share with us about a client or a patient mm -hmm. that had an amazing transformation? I love to share that. Uh, there are so many that um, I think um, some I can remember better than others, but I can always share my own because this is my path has been, I've been on this journey all my life. I remember... <laughs> Being in my um, early 20s, I've already started out this um, journey in a very undefined way and gradually, gradually kind of hones in and then to become uh, um, more solidified. Um, this is a journey of growth and development. I think we... Uh, we as human beings, we have our cycles of growth and development, toddlers and then a school age, teenage and young adults and then adults. And with adults, we have cycles too, right? Um, working stage and menopausal stage, mid-age life, and then uh, later on, um, uh, older age. And in our family system, it has cycles as well. Um, that uh, as we see our parents uh, young and robust to when they're older and they're fragile 
and generational we have uh, we see cycles as well those who had to go to the war versus those who um well in recent history there hasn't been has not been um really uh calm periods it's all wars really um maybe the younger ones the parents grew up in post uh, second world war and they their parents are um haven't gone to the war but but their parents went to second world war and their parents went to first world war and before that there were some other wars so we will look at this history of the recent one or 200 years really there's a lot of wars being fought so um even though I did not experience wars, but because my parents did, and, and their behavior were affected by the wars. So my upgrade, uh, up, uh, my upraising um, uh, was raised by uh, traumatized parents. And they were raised by even more traumatized parents. They were poor, literally, they're poor. And there was so much immigration going on because of poverty, starvation, and uh, uh, political uh, persecutions. So we all have all this uh, in us, but how do we transform and be uh, really who we are? Recently, I did a case on uh, um, Asian young Asian female. She is aware enough that she's carrying generational trauma, even though she, there was nothing that she personally experienced. But however, through brain spotting, she was able to visualize something that's in the field. I know you talk a lot about the field. The field of something, someone she does not know, but it came through on a brain spot. That person um, it has something to do with the cultural revolution in China where your home was not safe, your parents were not safe, your, your par the parents were not safe from their children. There is, is just chaos upon chaos upon chaos. And she accessed that energy and was able to feel in her all of a sudden that there is a different timeline. Whereas before she felt that all the time and through brain spotting there was a sense okay that happened before i am living this time and this age and then as the, she communicate with that person which is a symbolic of that age that person told her that i want you to live i want you to live fully and she was able to receive that as a gift rather than feeling um, wanting to take over her healing. Because that person certainly have died and had gone on to the spiritual world. That's her, that's her um, uh, growth. But because we're so connected in blood and in this energy field, that it's easy to take it on thinking it's ours subcortically, right? 
So um, with sprint spotting and systemic thinking, um, that she was able to separate the two and starting, and when I saw her again, she's thinking about starting her own business. Um, whereas before, just the thought about opening her business was just terrifying because she was unconsciously taking up the energy of the unresolved issue uh, in China that's really plaguing still millions upon millions of people right now. Oh, that's uh, that's incredible. That's great. And that's one of the millions of stories that they're out there with people doing brain spotting. Mm -hmm. that's yes, yes. And family system constellation. Yeah, it, merging the two fields seems so powerful in that sense. So organic too also, you know, that's yes. that have to connect exactly. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. We all have a brain. We all have a mother, we all have a father, so there you go. Can I say that I have a uh, brain spotting training coming up? Okay, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. yeah, phase one in August. I'm doing a phase two training in a couple of weeks, and it's for Asia Pacific. So anybody in around the Asia Pacific rim, uh, U.S., South uh, America, North America, and also a lot of Asian uh, countries are attending, and because of the um, I my background is in the health field, so there are a lot of health field uh, professionals are also attending. So my dream really one day is to have more and more health professionals realizing what they're treating has a lot uh, more neurobiological roots and trauma based, where they can access um, through brain spotting. Oh. Yeah. Perfect. That will be amazing if everybody that is practicing health that are that are health practitioners can learn more about this. Yes. It will be so awesome. Yeah. I think I think the clinical results will be just quadrupled or tenfold. Yes. Yeah. Do you have like three wisdom pearls that you can share with people what they can do to improve their health and their life? First and foremost is a spiritual connection of something a lot bigger and greater and that's eternal and that is always there for us. There's nothing bigger and more important than that. So it could be in a form of nature, could it be in a form of faith or religion or tradition. Whatever that feeds your soul is, is of prime importance because that never goes away, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another would be um, community, a sense of community, feeling that you belong and that you're not left alone, you're not left out. A lot of our issues are because we feel we don't belong. And that's where this family system comes in. It started from there. And the third would be self-love. Yeah, love, yeah. Love, self-love, and love for humanity. Compassion. Yeah, yes. compassion. It's great. Thank you for that. Yes, 
Absolutely. No, thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. All right. See you later. Take care. Yeah. yeah.